Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back for the, the long-awaited album review. We haven't done one of these since been a while and we have carlos here carlos is here for our whole lot of red episode i think is one of our highest streamed all-time episodes it's the been most. a year i'm back better than ever it's, it's been, been way too exactly long a year. Yeah, yeah. but we got two albums that came out a couple weeks ago dawn fm the weekend and gunna's ds forever it's the last of his uh, ds trilogy right yes trilogy. it's now it's four but still Yes. Yes, I agree. Then we bring the the you know the wide array of opinions. We got Evan here to complain as he listens to anything other than his rock and metal. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take it off. Uh, well, you guys want to put it up on the weekend? Sure. Sure. So let's take it away. So this both these albums were rolled out with. Sorry, they pretty much had no rollout, no real advertising. They weren't long-awaited projects. They kind of just like, here you go. And they, the weekend was outsold by Gunna by about what two thousand copies. Yeah, supposedly was, was really surprising because the weekend is like the biggest artist on the face of the earth, not named Drake. I think it was decent. Some of it sounded a little generic. First listen, I honestly really didn't like it. I thought his last 80s theme project was a lot better. But specifically, I was a huge fan of How Do I Make You Love Me? That one's been ringing my head over and over. Been listening to that one on repeat. Gasoline's a pretty good track. But some the, the Tyler Crater is a phenomenal feature. But just some of it sounded a little generic and like forgettable to me, when, especially when I look at old weekend projects. Mm. yeah he's kind of transitioned to this like uh it's like 80s pop kind of vibe mm-hmm. and, you know it's it's good music but i honestly prefer the old weekend sound better which I, I have seen a lot of people saying that they're kind of trashing this album they don't like it what do you think I mean, what's your first take on this i thought it was pretty good uh i like the whole 80s pop new wave thing I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, obviously he had a few like interlude tracks, but, uh, you know, I guess, when, you know, when you have these projects that are 50 minutes long, you kind of feel it's run runtime a little bit. Um, but there's some good, there's some good tracks. Um, but I'm not sure how you feel about this part, but um, I thought the Lil Wayne track was absolutely awful, in my opinion. And Lil Wayne's on his album? Yeah, he's, he's a feature. <laughs> Dude, he, his feature was not that good. It was Tyler the Creator and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tyler Creator had by far the best feature, obviously. And he, had, he was probably part of the best song. One he's, of the best songs. He's been really killing it as like the last year. He's always been prominent, but like his sound as of late and him on multiple projects have been phenomenal. And his project like, was arguably album of the year, like two years in a row. Since like Flower Boy. It's like he, been. He's, he's been really killing it. He's been like extremely influential in general in the industry. You have a lot of people starting to sound like Tyler, to be honest. Now with the weekend too, that 80 sound has been really blown up. I feel like Tory Lanez did his project that was what something prom. What was it called? Um Alone at Prom. Alone at Prom. I thought this was definitely better alone at prom. A lot of people might disagree with that. 
but it just his the weekend's voice suits this sound a lot better than Tory Lane's. Tory Lane sounds almost like overcorrected with his voice. It, like it was it was decent. This was definitely better, but you can really see. I think the weekend got the ball rolling with blinding lights and those tapes projects. My bad, that songs. Yeah, you're right about that. But I think I do like Tory Lane's project better. I don't know the weekend. It's like he makes great music, but it's just for some reason it just doesn't really resonate with me. I don't know something about his voice, or maybe it's just kind of like you know the vibes are like more. I feel like melancholy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like could see this down. being like a good album on like a road trip. It's kind of just playing the background. It's got that radio station interlude, the endings. I could see like driving to go down the shore or something, and it's just kind of like floating in the background. This is perfect H and M music. I was just Honestly. about to say that in the mall. <laughs> Perfect music. <laughs> but this is net you're never grabbing the aux and playing Don FM. Yeah. No. Someone gets in the car and says playing Don FM, you're gonna have to take the aux from. Yeah, no. Not right. That's not P. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely not one of the worst projects. It's definitely not my favorite. It might be one of my least favorite weekend projects. I feel like he's been tailing off. And then for some reason, why does he have the worst cover art? Why did it, like the last two tapes mm-hmm. have been like just weird? Now what this old man ass cover is, they could do something cool with some radio FM style cover art, and they just like do. Do you know the reason why they did this? I think he said that this album is supposed to be like when you're in purgatory, so like you're tra- you're like waiting to go like to the light, and that's why Jim Carrey's like narrating it the whole time, like he's taking you towards the light. So I think this is like supposed to be like when you're dying. I have no idea. But you're not rocking with the old man look. I kind of, I kind of rock with the old man look. Mm. I like the, the other look more with the with the face bandages. Oh, with the, with the swollen nose, that look was way worse. <laughs> but like he always has some deeper meaning. Like I always have to look up what the weekend is talking about, especially the Super Bowl performance. We talked about that one time. His last album, pretty much everything he drops and talks about always has like some hidden meaning. Like the weekend really thinks he's like the main character and he's got to make this crazy background story to everything he does. Mm-hmm. do we have a rating do we have an opinion i will give this i'll give this six weekends out of ten six weekends out of ten not p out of ten it's 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 barely p (laughs) evan what do you got for me i'm giving it seven out of ten weekends Mm. What is that a different measurement unit that I'm gonna have to adjust to here? What, what, is that just a standard weekend out of ten? Yeah, there's a curve. Just just rate it, Jesus man. When you rate an album, what do you rate it off of? Do you rate it off their past works or in general? So I'm gonna go off of what I always like to do if I'm looking at the numbers is a five is like okay, middle of the road. Because people always like to make it almost like a seven is okay. And anything mm-hmm. that was awful, but I like to go with the five standard middle of the road. That is a decent project. Mm-hmm. That is okay. I can enjoy it. Whatever. And then a 10 is like, there's not a single miss, not a single skip. I can listen to this album top to bottom all the time. 
and mm-hmm. one to zero is unlistenable. Don't even play a single track. So I'm gonna stick with my six. I was, but I usually rate it off of their their past work, and I feel like this is definitely like maybe this is not his best album. Maybe not even top three. So I was gonna say. So if you want to, I'll give you both numbers. I was gonna say like a five and a half on my standard scale. Like just like what puts it above like a decent album is a couple of tracks that I will definitely I think how do I make you love me, a couple of the other ones make it above okay, but that's just right out. But weak for the weekend in general. If I'm putting his best project at a ten, which I'm not even trying to debate right now, this is like a four. Mm. Understandable. You're you're a tough grader. Evan, he loves his music. Uh, does anyone make any adjustments based on that scale, or are we just rocking what we got? I'm I'm, I'm dropping down to a six point five. Just dropping in half. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but this since he's dropping it half, I'm dropping it half too. I'm giving it a five point five now. All right, yeah, fair enough. So okay, me and Carlos agree on the five and a half. Evan with a whole point higher. Honestly, I was surprised about because I don't I don't see this being your your type of guy. I was with the eighties pop. Honestly, I you don't understand what other crap I listen to. That that is fair. That is fair. But this one, we got a lot to say. There's a lot of backstories, a lot of memes behind DS Forever. This album, I surprisingly enjoyed a lot more than I thought. I've always liked Gun. I always loved Gun projects, but there's a like I usually listen to his discography in the sense of like I had songs on playlists. I never listened to Gun albums top to bottom, but I think this is one of his better projects as a complete unit. To be honest, Gun just makes the most vibey, chill music. It's just wavy. Exactly. It's 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 P. That's the only way you can describe it. <laughs> and uh, I think he delivered with this project. Yeah, pushing delivered. P was a culture a cultural reset, to be honest. Like that's gonna be one of the songs that we look back on and it's gonna be on throwbacks for years to come. Thug and future, anytime it gets together on a song, it's just an automatic banger. That's it, it's over. It might be for me top three gonna song of all time. Pusha P. Wow. It just goes so hard in the gym. I can't stop playing it. It might be my most played song 2022 so far. What do you think of it? I think I, I can confirm that part. Push and P is, is, a, is a good song, quite a bit. Uh, I thought the features were overall pretty good. What I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. is Evan really took to like P in general. Like at first, I was like, oh, this is stupid. He's usually very much against anything culturally you know important or like things that are rolling in the mod yeah this this shit's important yeah but like with p he's he's been using a lot honestly i feel like i get 90 percent of text of evan with the letter p in it so honestly that right there is a w in itself fair enough yeah like i love young thug as a song as a feature in general i don't think he's ever missed with a feature mop was a great song that was one of my favorites my top three's gotta have to be pushing p mop and between 25k jacket and thought I was playing with 21 Savage, 21 might have been my favorite feature. Mm. I was gonna say that same thing too. I think my top three definitely pushing P. Um, South to West has got to be up there for me. I like South to West, and also I really like the song with um, what's her name? I think it's Chloe Bailey. It was more like a 
It's more like a love song from Gunna and her. And I was yeah. I was rocking with it. Yeah. I, I didn't even know last night. I just saw Chloe. That was, yeah. like I really was not expecting that one too. There was a couple of them where Gunner really got in like his like singing bag. Like he's always been doing like the vibes and his humming and whatever he does. But like he was really like doing some love songs, which I didn't see on DS Forever. Yeah, that's true. And another one that really surprised me too was Kodak because both of you are aware I'm not very high on Kodak. He he's one of those all time guys. I get it. He's got a tough a couple great songs but overall i've never been very high on them but i really like this feature like he he fit right on that song kodak is the man it's not it's not you could say you know he might he might be a little crazy but kodak always delivers and i think he definitely did it with that song too he's been popping in in culture right now in general especially with super gremlin he's been really up there right now yeah yeah that song is big right now then G Herbo, this song was, I mean, you could expect in general that DS Forever was going to have a lot of features and some of them usually miss, but pretty much all features hit for me. And I'm really surprised he outsold The Weeknd, especially because they had both, they both had no rollout. The Weeknd sold the amount of projects he did, I mean, the amount of tapes he did just because he's The Weeknd. But I feel, really feel like the only reason Gunna's outselling him right now is P. P outsold The Weeknd. He has created a cultural movement, a viral moment. This will go down in the history of music, Push and P. But a lot of people are saying he's buying streams. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, look how viral P is on TikTok, especially. You can't scroll through your feed without seeing it. The song's everywhere. How is it not going to do numbers? I really think this is showing labels, too. In general, you're going to see a lot more. It's already started to happen, but just in general, they're going to start pushing into socials a lot more and making trying to make create TikTok trends with the artists rather than putting up billboards and whatnot because it's cheaper and it's more effective, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Like, the way Gunn has succeeded with P, and especially with Young Thug on Livestream calling his pilot not P, that whole campaign that they were doing is more successful than any billboard campaign an artist could do. And do we even know what push and P really means? No, that no. that's the other thing too. It, it, people are just using it however, wherever. A lot of it's nonsense, but for the most part, like I guess. And it's it's even funnier watching Gunn explain it because I feel like people get more confused the more he explains it. <laughs> like he was just and P's just like, you know, it's like doing it's just not P. And he'll just say something like that. And everyone's like, all right. Either you know it or you don't. Either you're pushing P or you're not. It's really that simple. I mean, give me a break then here, especially from your perspective in the mutual and then mutual in the musical world. Where does this yeah, sit yeah. for you? Uh, I had low expectations coming into this album, but uh, I was thoroughly supp- surprised with the the tracks, and it was uh, better than I expected. And there are going to be tracks I'm probably going to revisit again. Really, which ones would you say? You know, push and pee. I, I don't think we have to explain it again. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, thought I was playing with was Twenty One Savage. I liked. Wow. Uh, I forgot. Sorry. Hold on. I've got to put up my video back in. Uh, sorry. No, I got this uh, now. Proceed. Yeah. No problem. Uh, I even I liked the song with Chloe too. I thought that was a nice kind of change of pace, and I thought her voice was really good. 
um, even uh, too easy as well. So, uh, yeah, and uh, and also the song with G Herbo, I, I really enjoyed it as well. So, so this is where we're gonna touch to where does it sit in Gunna discography? Because he's got a pretty deep collection of projects. For me personally, I was looking at it earlier, and I would have to say it might be. It's not his best album. I'm talking his personal projects. Best. I'm not talking like the slime language albums. Oh, I'm yeah, talking no, gunna no, tapes. I'm not. I'm not counting those. I'd probably put it third or fourth. Maybe, maybe probably third. Probably third. I got. I got drip season two, second, and I got a. Uh, I'm a big fan of drip season three. No, no, drip season three is number one. Yeah, I was about then, to say like cool. I think it's dripper drown two, for me a second. Is that where he's underwater with the umbrella? That's drip. That isn't that drip season. No, yeah, it's dripper drown too. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That album cover in general too is great. <laughs> he's had some great album covers. Every single one, but one. I really didn't like the one cover. Other than that, he's had some great album covers. Yeah, that one cover was trash. But damn, I forgot about one. I'm con- gonna have to put one ahead of this one too. The concept though, like the one album cover, I liked it. But it's just like his face. That's what really killed it for me. The way they did like that cartoony head. Other than that, it was a pretty cool concept. It was there. Like the potential is really there for that album cover. But Dripper John 2 goes down as my favorite. Yeah. And with the umbrella. Those memes they make where it's like him underwater hiding. Yeah, exactly. Evan, you're not, I, I'm pretty sure you're not too familiar no, with, no, uh, with no, Gunna's no. discography. You've never been a big no. fan of him, too, which is another reason why I really says, like, even you liking some songs is massive. Yeah, no. The fact that I didn't turn off the, this project says a lot. Just to begin with, so in general, he's the feature goat. To be honest, like him, like just in general, YSL has the best features as a group. Him, Baby, and Thug are undefeated feature artists. Apparently, him and Thug have a collab tape coming. See, that's gonna be crazy. Thug, how many collab tapes does he have now? Or is it just I'm not sure? Because he has the one. He has with... one with Chris Brown. Yes. He has one with um. He had the one Future now. I'm gonna take a song. My bad. Nah, I don't think he ever had one with Future. I'm about to take a look right now, but they come in that one too. Him and Juice are supposed to have a collab. So he was just a big collab artist in general. He just loved working with people. I'm excited. I feel like music's already off to a better start in 2022 than we were in 2021. I think last year was really an off year. There was, I just don't think there was that many memorable projects for me. Like, there's nothing that right now I'm going back and listening to 80 times over. I feel like we say that every year, but then we look back and we're like, oh, well, all these albums came out this year. Let's go back to uh, 2021. I think Roddy was a miss. Yeah, what else really came out? Thug was, I feel like, a little disappointing. Um, I mean, I, I like that Thug album. This thing, like, I, I enjoyed it, but I it's definitely not an all time Thug project. Okay, I mean, whoa, we had we, we had, had CLB and Donda. That was the other than those two tapes, that was like pretty much the, like when people look back at music in 2016, you can look at stuff like eight projects. You look at 2021, CLB versus Donda. Tyler's album. We basically had a whole lot of red. 
a lot of reds like yeah, came yeah on pretty like before it's my turn one. That's fair. What else we had? I mean, I know, I know me, Pete, we, we reviewed a little TJ's album, I remember, and that was kind that, of like, that was forgettable for me. Yeah. Mm, I didn't even listen to that. Was Rod Wave beginning of 2021? Because that was a very good thing. Yeah, I, th- I think we reviewed that one too. I, I was very high in that Rod Wave album. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was Soulfly, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, it was it was it was an all right year. I think twenty twenty two is going to pick up. Uh, so Mike Gadanda too. Uh, once again, this is what I really want to talk about. Would you say you don't think we're getting it? With a, wait, can I hear you speaking? Because you're, I think you might cut up. I said I don't think we're ever getting it. Especially with all the drama going on with Kanye, I feel like he's got to do it. I see, you know, Pete Davidson's yes. trashing on him now. He's been taking L have to do L lately. <sighs> I want to see Kanye get a win this year. Yeah. Pray for the, Kanye. His puffer jackets were kind of an L. Oh, for sure. Is it for sure? Yeah. They look like, like I don't know, like reflective trash bags. <laughs> Just walking I, around with big trash bags on them. I feel like, though, I, I was explaining this the other day. With the Kanye clothing... I feel like when it first comes out, it's happened with everything he's dropped. Everyone trashed on it. It's awful. And then like in a year or two, everything is going to look like it. In two years, you might be wearing that buffer. I will not be wearing that buffer. You will not catch me with that buffer. I'm going to stick with my trusty North Face buffer. <laughs> I hope that happens and I'm going to drop this clip of which case. You and the P in the back, it's like, I'm never wearing that puffer. You, you, that will never happen. The easy boots are definitely an L. I, I kind of like them. I don't think I would wear them. I, I think the, like them. I think the knit runners get a little too much hate. I feel like they look mad comfortable. Like you see wearing them around. The yellow colorway is atrocious though, but like you get some other colors. I think they're pretty cool. And some of the ones that look like bananas. I feel like as long as you have money and you can dress, you can make anything look good. That's also a fair point. But the last guy I, I, Yeezy, talk about. I saw the Yeezy boots and the, those look awful. Yeah, so my favorite are the uh, 700s. Only some of them. Though. The I think is it, what's the ones that say seven hundred across the side, or those V three or V two? I think those are V threes. Those are my favorite, but the first rollout of the seven hundreds, I was a big fan of. And those mm. are something I definitely want to get my hands on, but I got to get my hands on some money first. So that's that's square one. <laughs> Start pushing P. Uh yeah yeah, you say yeah that's true, but fair. <laughs> the the last guy I want to talk about though. Is Yeet? That's the guy I'm the highest on in this year. If you could buy stock in a rapper, I would put the entire bank on Yeet. He's gonna start popping up. He's like still like he's entering mainstream. He's got some songs that are blowing up on TikTok, some huge SoundCloud hits, but he's still not in the mainstream just yet. And people are still adjusting to his sound. I think Cardi blowing up in the same way made Yeet more palatable to like the mainstream. Because while well, their music's not the same, it's a different style. They still got that, like that pitch and the way they do their vocals is similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like Cardi, I always said that what you fans like Cardi, but Cardi fans might not like you. I think they go hand in hand, honestly. I hear a lot of Yeet beats that I'm like, Cardi would sound good on this. And and Cardi is rumored, like, I'm not saying this for a fact. But I hear a lot of people saying that he's also might make a feature 
on his newest album. And that's only because I've seen a lot of fan pages constantly spitting it around. We don't know how much effect that is. Even if it is confirmed, he, uh, Cardi's very, like like Trippy Red said, he's very rare. So he could just very easily be like, no, nah, I'm not rocking with this no more. Mm-hmm. Change like the day before the album drops because Cardi's just weird like that. But the ones that are pretty much guaranteed is Drake, which is going to be a very interesting one in New Turban because that snippet is the biggest expected snippet that I've seen. Then also Uzi. Uzi's another guy that's rumored to be on this tape. Uh, yeah, man, really it's going up. That's two live delivers. That cover art looks pretty cool. It's very random, but I, I love it. I've been very high neat. Carlos put me on with summer 2021. Just about. It was like end of summer. Maybe like, yeah, maybe like August, September. Yeah, it was like end of August. And then I put showed Evan. It's been, it's been rolling ever since. And then Evan, tell me your experience with you because that's a guy I never thought you would like. I remember, yeah, you showed me Get Busy. I'm like, who is this yeet guy? Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what else is trash ass cover? Like, what is this? Like, trash SoundCloud rapper. I'm like, I listened to it the first time. I'm like, I was so intrigued by him. I was like, I got to listen to it again. And I just kept listening to that song over and over and over. And I listened to that entire project. I'm like, this guy has just has something about him. Is it just, it might be just the production or his flow. Well, a lot of it is definitely his production because his production is like through the roof, through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just has a sort of style and like a sort of, some sort of flair that's unique yeah. and different. And I've been on that wave pretty much since you showed me it was pretty I think crazy it sounds just a breath of fresh air like it's different because everybody in the mothers now sounds like little baby and amigos and future and everyone wants to be them and it was replicating that sound for so long where it was almost like distasteful like artists blowing up were trying to be exactly like people that are already in the game and he has this new sound and cardi has this new sound and it's just different i i think also it's I think it's just their music is because it felt like 2018 to 20 mid like probably late 2019 early 2020 there was a lot of like the juice worlds and the polo g's very lyrical the, the emo rap it felt like that was a lot and obviously it's you know huge still but it felt like a lot of people were definitely sort of like okay i need a breather here and now here's you know Playboy and here's Yeet, something a little more energetic, fun, and sort of I guess uplifting in a different way. But do you think there's little, some of the aspects that they're using that reminds you of some of the music you listen to, at least from a like production standpoint, or like just like culturally speaking? Because I think that like where I see it, maybe not the music sounds the same, but from a fan base and a almost like a message standpoint, it reminds me of that a little bit. That's fair enough. You know, it's that's it. It's I I, I think you, I think it's uh, I agree with your statement. Just I, I see those uh, I see those concerts and they're they're crazy. They're like insane. Specific, like like Cardi in general too. And that's he yeah. was performing before Cardi. He did a couple of headliners, right, Lowe's? Yeah. He he brought a lot of energy, a lot of mosh pit bass, and it reminds me of that metal a little bit, like the fan base and the energy that they bring. And once again, stay safe. We saw what happened to Astro World, but it's very much that mosh pig culture. 
that's making a resurface. It's very production-based. It's very energetic. It makes you want to punch a hole in a wall. It's phenomenal. I, I need to go to a, a Playboy concert, like those concerts, to see if I can really compare like the live setting to a metal show, personally. That's what we're talking about. Because the only way I can see, it can be different. Because I've been to playing metal shows. I've been to, I went to a metal show a couple months ago. I was in the pit for that. And I fell down. And everyone pretty much stops to get you to bring you back up mm-hmm. and like are you okay and all that feels like with the playboy cardi one you fall down who gives a fuck it's a free-for-all it doesn't matter you will get stomped on it just seems really out of hand yeah, you but be I, I, I really don't care in those match pits. yeah if i really don't care i would still go pay money to go be a part of that I'm sad we missed Cardi in New York was December 18th. That was final season, obviously, but still, I would have gone. Uh, we're not, if Yeet comes around in the tri state area, we're going point blank period. I got to see sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, we got to see how he is as a performer, though. I haven't really seen a lot of, I haven't seen a lot of his performances, performances, but I mean, I'm sure he should be, he should be good. I want to see like snippets of it. And we're going like to, I guess you can see what he's right. going to do. Kind of. He's got that Cole Bennett music video that's supposed to come out probably after his album comes out. And that's going to be cool. Listen, Cole Bennett, he had his turban on. He had his thing going. He is, uh, for some I think that's going to be like a little thing people start doing. You know how people had like the vamp looks and they had the Doc Martens. You can start seeing some people wearing some turbans, ironically, or unironically, as a matter of fact. And I, I just really think he's going to pop into the mainstream after this next project. And maybe that music video is even you turbing with Drake. And Drake bursts onto Lyrical Lemonade for the first time. That would be huge. Other than that, anybody got any closing statements? That pretty much caps up our return to music. It's a good discussion. Can't complain with that. Just keep it, P. Just keep it, P. Well, Carlos, thank you for joining us. We'll hope to have you back soon. Hopefully some sports talk. I want to bring you back for some basketball talk. I'm never busy. Never busy? Sounds good. Thank you for tuning in and let us know if you like the music.